Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapters 13 and 14. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. It's a great testimony to say I love the Lord. And it's also a great testimony to say I was a hell's angel on crack and God delivered me. And now I'm a heaven's angel and, and I'm on angel dust. Angel. <laughs> dust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. But you, you, you understand what I'm saying? You know, there, there's an overcoming that's about just giving your testimony. What makes you say that, Rodney? Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. We've said it and read it here many, many times. They overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their what? Their testimony. And by the word of their testimony. Look at verse 11 in chapter 13. Y'all still with me? And it shall be in verse 11, when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites as he swore to you and your fathers and gives it to you, that you shall consecrate, set apart to the Lord all that open the womb. Now, I found this interesting. Not those who have been uh, coming to the world by cesarean, but those who open the wound. I checked that out in the Hebrew. Very, very pointedly true. All those that come pass through the wound. That is every firstborn that comes from, note this, an animal which you have, the male shall be the Lord. But every firstborn of a circle, this donkey, you shall redeem with a what? Lamb, and if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And all the firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. And so it shall be, in verse 14, when your sons ask you in time to come, saying, what is this that you shall say to him? By strength of hand, the Lord brought us up out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And it shall come to pass, in verse 15, when Pharaoh was stubborn and letting us go, about letting us go, that the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborns of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all males that open the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. And it shall be as a sign on your hand and as frontlets between your eyes. And thus we have that, the phylacteries that the Jews put on their heads today and on their hands today just to signify that God's word should always be on their mind and God's words and work should always be about their hands, the phylacteries. It's a symbolism. It shall be as a sign on your hand and as frontless between your eyes, for by strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt. So 
God, give me your attention, reiterates his instruction about consecrating the firstborn. Except you want to notice here, there's a little twist in verse 12 and 13. Notice the firstborn of the animals was to be sacrificed unless it was redeemed with the blood of the lamb. It was the donkey. Did you know this? It was, I had you circle it. It was the donkey that was redeemed by the lamb. Now, if you remember our study from last time, I told you that the lamb represents who? Jesus. Which would mean... Or let me ask you a question. Who do you think the donkey represents? Yeah. Us. Isn't that interesting? The lamb represents Jesus. The donkey represents us. And, you know, I'll tell you something, too. The donkey is a perfect picture of us because the donkey is stubborn. And donkeys don't have a whole lot of sense. Now, I'm just trying to help your self-esteem tonight. Trying to build you up, my peoples. But the donkey doesn't have much sense. And, and I don't think it was an accident that God established the concept of the lamb redeeming the donkey. But thank God, Jesus likes to use donkeys. That's very, very true. Don't you remember Jesus sent his disciples to get one? And remember, he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. And should I add dot, dot, dot? God is using, still using donkeys. That's all I'll say about that. (laughs) But notice all the firstborn animals was to be sacrificed to the Lord and all the children were redeemed. Now notice in verse 17, then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines. Verse 17 is fascinating. God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near or the shortest distance. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. And so God led the people around by the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks. See, God is in the order, guys. God is into order. I was talking to a couple on the newcomers thing, which was awesome, by the way. We had the best time. It was fun. And uh, Sunday, I was talking to a couple, and they were asking me about our services and why we don't speak in tongues in the sanctuary and, you know, or maybe, you know, in a more vocal way as maybe some of us are used to. And, of course, I explained that. It's one of my favorite topics. And uh, I explained that. And uh, we're talking, just God is a God of order. You understand? So, so they moved about, notice, in orderly ranks. They went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. And Moses, in verse 19, took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had placed the children of Israel under solemn oath, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. And so they took their journey from Sukkoth and came and camped in Etham at the edge, not in the wilderness, but at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in what, saints? A pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in what? A pillar of fire to give them light, 
so as to go by day and night. And he did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Stop right there. Pay careful attention, if you will. Notice God didn't lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, even though it was the shortest way to the promised land. Why? I think it's as simple as this, saints. Listen, God didn't want to blow them away. And you got to remember, you see, God knew what they could handle. God knew that if they saw the big, rough, tough Philistines, that they would get afraid and they couldn't handle it. You see, you got to understand something. The people of God, as they came out of Egypt, these guys were not warriors. Israel, these guys are not warriors. They're more like wimps. They don't have any fighting ability. They don't have any weapons. They've got kneading bowls and dough to make unleavened bread. But they don't have any weapons. They're not used to warfare. They're not used to battle and all of these kinds of things. And God knew that. And so God knew that if they were to go by way of the Philistines and they see those Philistines, that they would turn back and they wouldn't trust him. What does that tell us? Listen, God knows what you can handle. Uh, You say, oh, I can't take anymore. Yeah, you can. (laughs) I can't handle it. Yeah, you can. God knows exactly how much you can handle. You know, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to do what? Bear it. You see, you know that. God knows what you can take. So instead of going straight up, the coast into Canaan, God takes them the long way around. And saints, I want you to notice, if you will, in verse 19, Moses took the bones of Joseph with him from Egypt. Genesis chapter 50 is 200 years before this. And don't you remember Joseph before he died, Joseph told them, when you leave Egypt, don't forget, I want you to take my bones to the promised land with you. And from generation, now mind you, this is 200 years. From generation to generation, from generation to generation, somebody told somebody, don't forget whenever, who knows when, but whenever it happens that we leave Egypt, take Joseph's bones. Don't you see? The families, the people were passing down to their children the promises of God and the request of Joseph. And Joseph said, listen, don't forget, don't bury, don't bury, don't leave me in Egypt. And, and, and Moses, he didn't forget. And which is kind of, I mean, they're traveling to the promised land and they've got Joseph's Bones in a bag. It's kind of creepy, but they did. And so notice, 
They took Joseph, they headed to Sukkoth and camped in Etham at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a cloud and by night in a pillar of fire. It is estimated, get this saints, it is estimated that if the people were, and we talked about this, they were approximately 2.5 million people leaving Egypt. If, if that be true, then, then this pillar of fire and this cloud would be about 700 square miles. If that many people were to experience the cloud and that many people were to experience the fire by night and the cloud by day, this was an awfully big cloud and it was an awfully big pillar of fire. And so God is leading them in this specific way. A cloud by night, a fire by night and a cloud by day. You know, I thought that was really cool. God gave them a guidance system. It wasn't GPS. It was a cloud and fire by night. And remember, I told you that they didn't have any maps. So as they were walking, they didn't have any maps. They were led by God. They were led by the cloud. They were led by the fire. Can you imagine they would get to a certain place as they're moving along and, 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 and the cloud would turn right. All they had to do was follow the cloud. Fire at night, they're walking along and the fire turns left. And all they had to do was follow it. Wouldn't that be cool if God led us that way? I would like that. Because I'm not good with maps anyway. I, can't, I don't know how to get, I don't get it. You know, I, I'm one, I, you know, it's, it's said that guys will never stop and ask for directions. That's not true. I always stop and ask for directions because I don't get the map thing. Even if I had GPS, I wouldn't know how to work it. So I, you know, I got to stop and ask for directions. But you know, I'll tell you something. God has given us, listen, God has given us a guidance system. You know what it is? It's the Holy Spirit. God has given us the guidance system of the Holy Spirit. God has given us his word as a guidance system. And don't you remember David said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God has given us the Holy Spirit to guide us. The Holy Spirit is living within us. Well, chapter 14. How you like that? Huh? You like that? Chapter 14. Now listen. Listen, this is an amazing story. Matter of fact, I titled these two chapters, An Amazing Story. And for many people, it's an unbelievable story. Listen to this little story I found it's of a nine-year-old. His name is Joey. Listen. And, and Joey was asked by his mother what he had learned in Sunday school that day. Well, well, mom, our teacher told us how God sent Moses behind the enemy lines on a rescue mission to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. And when he got to the Red Sea, he had this engineer build a pontoon bridge. And all the people walked across safely. And he used walkie-talkies to radio headquarters and call in an airstrike. And then he sent in bombers to blow up the bridge, and all the Israelites were saved. Well, now, Joey, is that really what your teacher taught you, his mother asked? Well, no, Mom, but if I told you the way the teacher, what the teacher did tell me, you would never believe it. <laughs> and I'll tell you something. Chapter 14 is a story that many don't believe. Many people don't believe it. It's an amazing, 
unbelievable story. This chapter is the pivot point for Israel's history. And all of Israel's history points back to the time that they were delivered from Egypt and God opened up the Red Sea and delivered them. And this story is so amazing. Scholars and critics, I call them the higher critics from where, saints? The lower pit. Always challenging this story. It's so unbelievable and amazing. Chapter 14, we'll pick up in verse 1. If you're there, say amen. Now, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, ah, that was a weak amen. Y'all got to do better than that. Chapter 14, verse 1, if you're there, say amen. amen. Thank you. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel that they turn and turn. Notice that they turn and camp before Pihirath. Pretty close. Between Migdal and the sea. Opposite that place, you shall camp before it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has closed them in. And then God says, I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. Well, now it was told to the king of Egypt. That would be Yul Brenner. <laughs> if you've seen the movie, King of Egypt, that the people have fled in the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people. And they said, why have we done this that we have let Israel go from serving us? And so he made ready his chariots and he took his people with him. Also, he took 600 choice. These were like the special forces. The choice chariots and all the chariots of Egypt with captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with boldness. And so the Egyptians pursued them. All the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and overtook them camping by the sea beside Piahireth before that place. Now listen, give me your attention. They start to head north toward Canaan and the pillar makes a right and they cross the Red Sea and they head south. They'll cross the Red Sea and then they'll head south. And they are between, if you will, a rock and a hard place. You ever heard that expression? People use all kinds of expressions to express to describe um, a, a difficult situation or a, a difficult place. And so Israel is in a difficult situation that they cannot escape from. And it's very interesting because it's God who put them there. Did you notice that? So they're between two mountains, one on the left and one on the right. They're facing the Red Sea, and the only way out is the way they came in. Pharaoh is in hot pursuit, basically laughing, saying they're trapped. He's saying, we got them. But in reality, listen, it's the Egyptians who's trapped, not Israel. And so Pharaoh has a change of heart. As he had told the people, you can leave. He has a change of heart. And he's probably thinking, you know, what were we thinking? We let half all of our labor force go. We let all of, all of our workers go. And so Pharaoh gets his special forces. The Bible tells us there's 600 choice chariots. Josephus tells us. 
that there were 50,000 horsemen and 200,000 footmen. Very interesting. Notice in verse 10 of chapter 14, I got to move forward. When Pharaoh drew near in verse 10, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you? In other words, I told you so. Don't you hate it when people tell you I told you so? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, underline that, stand still, underline that, and do what, saints? See the salvation of the Lord, underline that, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord, in verse 14, will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Stop right there. Notice Pharaoh is drawing to uh, on in on Israel, drawing in close. And the children of Israel, they're afraid. And so they begin to complain against Pastor Moses. And the pastor better get used to it because it's going to continue for the whole time that they're in the wilderness. And so they said, Pastor, why did you bring us out here? Is it because there were no graves in Egypt? Why did you bring us out of Egypt? And they said, we told you this was going to happen. This is what we told you would happen. Why didn't you just leave us as slaves? It would have been better to be a slave than to die in the wilderness. And the people is like, wham, wham, wham. Constantly for the next 40 years, this poor pastor, pray for the man, this poor pastor is going to have to hear the children of Israel whining. But see, the problem is they haven't seen the movie. (laughs) Amen. And they haven't read the book. And they don't realize that God is going to do something so awesome and so amazing, it's going to blow them away. Moses is going to lift up his rod, the sea will part, and the people will walk through on dry ground, and the Egyptians will follow. You know the story because you saw the movie. The Egyptians are going to follow, and they're all going to be drowned in the Red Sea. So notice what Moses tells them to do in verse 13. He tells them, don't be afraid. I like that. Don't panic. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You know, I'll tell you something real short, brief. Before you can see God's salvation, you got to stand still. You can't see God's salvation if you don't stand still. Very interesting. Look at verse 15. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh. Wasn't this the point? To gain honor over Pharaoh and over all of his army, his chariots and his horsemen. And then the Egyptians shall know that I am Yahweh. The Lord, 
when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. Notice in verse 15, look at it closely, if you will, because it seems that we are missing some information. Did you notice the people are standing before Moses saying, we're going to die, we're going to die, we're going to die. Moses says, don't worry, I have faith, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. It seems that Moses goes off in a corner and he says, God, we're going to die. <laughs> I like that. You know, God, what are we going to do? God says, Moses, why are you crying to me? Tell Israel to go forward. Moses, I want you to take the rod, lift it up over the sea, and divide the sea. And the Egyptians are going to find out really quick that I am the Lord. Look at verse 19. And the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.